Hi guys, Brian here at Buffalo Brewing Company for a little uh, quick special one-on-one -on -one with uh, John over here to kind of talk about some things he's been getting in the works that he kind of put on social media a little bit, a uh, little teaser of what looked to be an abandoned building in a sense. It's more than just an abandoned building though, and I'll let him kind of explain that. So how's it going, John? It's going well, you know, the, the brewery life chose me and, uh, you know, I live it every day. Uh, working behind the pine today uh, on, a, on a nice rainy Saturday. But yeah, Governor Cuomo came to town a couple weeks ago and talked to us about our project to expand at 662 Fillmore, the former Schreiber Brewery Bottling Works building and uh, offices. And uh, so we got a nice little boost of cash from, from New York State through Empire State Development. And, you know, we're, we're beginning, we're in the early stages of starting this project. You know, obviously we still have to acquire the property. We still have to go through the historic tax credit stuff and all that stuff. But um, we're looking at moving into a 24,000 square foot facility, which will have, you know, a restaurant and brewery and tasting room and all sorts of good stuff. So it's pretty exciting. It's pretty exciting to see it happen because we've been working on it for a little over 14 months or so. So it's pretty crazy. Doing what I do on the east side with the Adam Miscavige Library and being involved down there, watching what the government's been doing money-wise, they announced that they're bringing it, they're going to be pouring money into the east side. And it's an exciting opportunity for the area because it's the only area left in the city that hasn't really gotten that opportunity money-wise. So if the state's willing to back that up, you're going to start seeing more businesses and more development down there that you weren't really seeing because people are too afraid to make that jump. It seems like you were one of the lucky ones that uh, happened to get the call, right? I guess, yeah, if you count it lucky. But, I mean, the real deal is the, the designating um, the historic district on uh, from Sycamore to Paderewski was huge. So now that opens up our project, all the historic tax credits that we wouldn't really see, uh, we'd have to go out and get that building landmarked individually. So now it's kind of paved the way for that. Um, yes, the $50 million is great, but it also is gonna have to close the gap with private money. We're gonna have to bring in other people's money to invest in that neighborhood. And you have to make people feel safe. When I bought this building on Myrtle, 2014, people thought I was literally insane. <laughs> I remember bringing my mom to here going, you are nuts. This is a terrible neighborhood. It's a dump. I mean, there was crack houses right across the street on Spring here. Yeah, because 500 Seneca didn't exist, right? We, just... we closed on this building three days before they bought 500 Seneca and yeah. started redeveloping it. So we were literally the first people down here. And everyone thought I was nuts. But again, Broadway Fillmore is the next, in my opinion, the next hotspot. You got the, if the central terminal really goes off, and they got $5 million, so I mean, they're putting money into it. If it gets redeveloped, if they can turn the Broadway market into a, I don't wanna say a, a trying to think of the, it'd be like, if they could really get the Broadway market to be a year-round destination where you can actually go and buy if the Broadway market, be, if Broadway market becomes a place like, I mean, there's no way it's going to become a place like the Grand Central Market in LA or anything like that. It's just that that, or even Rochester Public. It won't. Yeah. It'll never be like that. But if you can get it, people but there year round, you can get if you can get that same kind of vibe though, then people will enjoy going there on a regular basis. Yeah. I mean, you walk into that space. I mean, that's all it is. It's just this time of year. 
it's going to be booming because Easter season, Christmas season, you get extra vendors there and everything's full. People are there shopping, doing their thing. Any other time, they're not there. And some of the vendors in there, they're making great things. They're doing great things. And it's just, it's, it's tough to convince people that it's not the way it was back in the 70s and 80s, you know, even the 90s a little bit. And, you know, it needs money. It obviously needs help. You need, we talk about people working on the east side in industry. Where do you go for lunch? Oh, I got to drive downtown or to Larkin. Well, if the Broadway market had a real restaurant, which I think they've been working on for a few years now, Mm -hmm. gets put in there, then it becomes, you know, a destination. Our business will have a restaurant in it too. So, I mean, Chris Hawley from City Hall, I know a lot of, he's he's a big player in uh, Mishkevitz. I think he does some stuff with Greg and Bob, but Mm -hmm. his, he wrote a whole essay on beer oriented development. And you talk about, think about when resurgence opened in the Niagara corridor, how terrible that was. I mean, that was not a good place and community beer works, same thing, photo Lafayette, not a good place. And Mm -hmm. now it's kind of become this, this hotspot. You got, you know, the crescendo building with uh, roost in it. You've, you've really seen development on Niagara street go to the point where it's like, Holy shit, what happened? Well, it's funny. Even, uh, community beer works new space on 7th people go there and they're like this is kind of weird it's like I don't know how I feel about coming here but it's just like what are you afraid of like I went I was there this past Sunday and you just had kids playing in front of their houses just like any other neighborhood like just it's a neighborhood yeah like don't it's, if, if you go if you if you're gonna be afraid then you're always gonna have that mentality in your head and since we've posted and came public about our, our new location, we've gotten a lot of negative feedback on the neighborhood. I, I tell, I challenge all those people go there on Dingus Day and tell me that people are scared of that neighborhood because there's got to be ten to twenty thousand people going down. See, there I don't, I don't know if Dingus Day is the right way to. I mean, yeah, you can go, but Dingus Day is the one day that like everybody feels like okay, this is okay to come. Yeah. I, I challenge people to go. Like, hey, come down to the Miscavige Library on a Friday or Saturday night and go or go when Torn Space has has a show. But even if you go when Torn Space is there and got a really good show, like the last time I was there, they had a a super popular show. Mm -hmm. You talk to the people at the bar, 90% of them are from Hamburg, Williamsville, Orchard Park, Clarence. Those people are not afraid of that neighborhood. I mean, nobody really should. I mean... I always say my old argument has always been from coming from Amherst to the city, crime can happen anywhere. Mm-hmm. It can happen absolutely anywhere. I mean, we I was right on the edge of the city and I remember, you know, my parents' cars getting broken into when I was a little kid. I mean, it, just because you're in the suburbs, everyone's got illusions of it's a safe place. The whole argument of, you know, that's a bad neighborhood really is it's not viable anymore because you're seeing things change. I mean, this city's investing half a million dollars in a police substation at the Broadway market. I mean, that's a huge step in the right direction from the city's perspective. Oh, definitely. I mean, but again, a brewery going in that neighborhood, I think that'll open people's eyes. When we opened here, I mean, nothing was developed. There was no parking lots. There was a rundown gas station there. Development followed us. Not saying that our project really was a, an impactor here per se, but the neighbor, it takes a little bit of time. And yeah. this neighborhood's still not great. I mean, it's good, but it's not great. It's still transitional. And and that's the one thing in many neighborhoods that start to see really redevelopment. Putting in a destination restaurant or brewery or something like that really helps jumpstart what really helps become that neighborhood then. 
Yeah, and you and you have the brewery goes in first. I mean, they've done a really nice job with the fire hall that's in between the brewery and the Mishkevitz Library. Chip's done a good job getting that redeveloped. I mean, that's turned over. There's a lot of positive things happening in the neighborhood, and if they can figure out a way to get the central terminal redeveloped, I mean, it's the last frontier in terms of major redevelopment projects in Buffalo. I mean, that's the big one. That's the big nut. Now, how old is the... Uh Schreiber building? So the Schreiber Brewery building was, the bottling plant was built in 18, between 1899 and 1909. Mm -hmm. And then uh, 1920, they put on, if you're looking at the left side, you'll see a different kind of two-story looking warehouse. And that was actually built to manufacture Manru coffee uh, during Prohibition. Mm -hmm. So it's, you know, it's got some history. It's got the original employee bar in it. Um, it had murals in it that were uh, purchased by Paul Vuclick from Triad Distributing, which they hang now in their, in their offices, which, you know, a lot of people think that's a negative. But for me, you know, they got saved. I don't know if they would still be here um, oh, yeah, yeah. If, if they didn't get pulled out. Um, you know, we're going to try and work to get them back. I think that'll be a real tough, tough thing to do. <laughs> but... The, the important thing is, you know, when I met with Preservation Studios yesterday, they said the important thing is the tasting room room is still there. You can still tangibly feel the space. You can see the space. You can see the way it was built. Um, obviously, the deterioration is, is happening at a very rapid rate. So, um, you know, the monitor roof, I think once it's done, the project, it'll be one of the most unique spaces in, in the city to go have a, a pint of beer or have a wedding or... Um, grab a cup of coffee on your way into the city because uh, we do plan on relaunching uh, the Manru Coffee brand there as well, having our own roastery on site so we can do some cold brew coffee with our canning line. We can do coffee-infused styles, obviously, and sell breakfast stuff. So that way uh, when, you're, when you're on your way into the city, you can swing by our tasting room, grab a breakfast sandwich and a six-pack of beer or a case of beer if you can't hit it on the way out. We want to bring people to Broadway Fillmore more than just on Good Friday because I went there for Fat Tuesday this year. I took my son, and uh, we literally had the whole Broadway market to ourselves, which I think <laughs> is pretty sad. Especially when people should be out there getting their ponchki. Hell yeah. <laughs> As you can tell, I love eating donuts. Hey, I don't shy away from them either. Pretty, I'm pretty sad though because Paul is just moving to this neighborhood, and uh, now I'm moving. <laughs> I might be moving out, so it's kind of. But again, you're tough. still as as we've mentioned plenty of times before. You're still literally five minutes away from Larkin. Like again, Larkinville right. is just a fancy name for part of the East Side. It's a fancy name for the Lower East Side, basically. Yeah, so. And you know, you're you're a seven minute ride from Schreiber Brewery to Buffalo Distilling. I did it actually on my way in today just to check it out. But I mean, and Fillmore is actually a really, they've done a nice job redeveloping Fillmore. It's nicely paved. They got bi big bike lanes on it. So, I mean, it's a nice uh, little gap close. And there's, again, too, with uh, the Miscavige Library, the amount of work that's getting put into that building as well, it's going to be right next door pretty much <laughs> it absolutely will it'll be a short hop skip and a jump um you know but like i said we're on a we're on a long journey here to get this project done but we got a major win um in march and we'll hopefully have some more answers in april that's i think when we'll know for sure the project's going to be a hundred percent success go 
Um, you know, but we really need to get the acquisition taken care of. That's going to be the heaviest uh, and hardest part of the whole project, really, is getting the acquisition taken care of for a reasonable price. You know, that's what we're working on right now. Um, hopefully within the next few weeks we'll have an answer. Stay tuned to our social media channels because we do want to, this is kind of cool because we're operating on Myrtle and we're going to be building a new facility um, on Fillmore. So it's kind of the first time um, ever that we've been able to do this and we really want to keep people up to date. We want to embrace our Kickstarter backers that helped us get this off the ground. We're probably going to do some kind of, I don't want to say Kickstarter, but a Kickstarter type thing to get people involved with this project early on and get them in and there'll be some, you know, VIP only parties that if you're not a backer, or you're not a supporter, you won't be able to go to. Um, but yeah, it's going to be, it is probably the coolest space that I've had a chance to go through. Then the fact that it's the old bottling plant for the Schreiber Brewery and there's a man root bottle sitting in our case, which is pretty cool to know that that came out of that plant is awesome. Um, and Anthony Schreiber, a lot of people don't really know, but he was really like the the main backer for the, the Polonia neighborhood. He was a bank. He financed a lot of people's homes. He helped small businesses like taverns and restaurants get off the ground with capital. Um, he was a really great guy, a really philanthropic guy. Um, and really the downfall to the Schreiber Brewery was that he passed away and he didn't have any sons. He had two daughters and I believe one of them just passed away. And uh, so he didn't really have anyone to take over the company because he was just such a, a huge figure in his business that he never really had an heir to take over. And when it's funny because the executives from when Schreiber went defunct, the ex, a few executives from Simon Pure had left Simon Pure and bought the Anthony Schreiber Brewery. Only lasted one year, and then they uh, they tore down the brew house, which is now home to. Uh, the first McDonald's in Western New York, actually, and it's still standing. It's a cricket stand, though. <laughs> so it's kind of kind of neat that that that's all. I mean, you look at any hit history pictures of the Broadway Fillmore neighborhood; it's pretty crazy to see what was going on there, even in the '50s. It's crazy. It used to be one of the biggest shopping destinations in the state back in the day. Yeah, and I think Eckert Eckert Building uh, is going to be going under a major renovation, as uh, kind of concurrently with ours. So that'll be really cool to see you know it'll be cool to see a couple commercial buildings come back online there and and become you know really you know supporting members of the community um but like i say beer oriented development is is a real thing it really happens um you look at the amount of breweries that are in this little itty bitty area here it's ridiculous um so I believe in beer-oriented development. We see people in our tasting room from, I think we're up to like 22 countries now that we're seeing. So it's pretty crazy. I think that's all I got. Cool. Well, thank you for uh, chatting for a little bit. And, uh, yeah, everybody stay tuned to uh, Buffalo Brewing Company's social media for more information. And, you know, we'll get out here and try to let you guys know just as much as we can. And, as a big supporter of the east side i'm personally excited about all of this and we can't really wait to see how this develops and get in that building yeah yeah we'll see i mean like i said stay tuned to our social media our website once we know the project is going to go uh, we're going to create a special website just for the project so you guys can see photos and we'll kind of post updates on it because we really want the public to be involved i think that's the only way and then Maybe next year we'll have a killer dingus day party in the parking lot. Who knows? <laughs> hey, as long as you don't as long as you don't take too many people away from us.
Yeah, maybe we can do a, a combined uh, attack or something like that. Yeah, we'll just shut the street down and just, you know, have a great time. <laughs> All right, guys. Thanks. Thank you, Brian.